0: The 14th day of the month Like a city breached without walls is one who lacks self-control. Proverbs 25, verse 28 Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25 Today we consider self-control as a fruit of the Spirit. Self-discipline is not a favorite pursuit for most of us. Self-indulgence is the more popular pursuit, for that is much less work and certainly more fun in the short term. In the verse above from 1 Corinthians, Paul seeks to motivate us by comparing the short and the long view of things. The wreaths of wilting laurel leaves placed upon the heads of winning athletes in ancient times is not to be compared to what James 112 calls the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. As a part of your offering to God today, honestly answer these questions In what part of my life do I have sufficient self-control? In what areas do I need to improve? Am I determined to bring about improvement with the help of God? Opening Prayer. God, you call me to ever greater devotion and service. Help me to have under self-control every impulse that distracts me from loving you, every impediment that disrupts my work for you. As a trainer prepares an athlete for the contest, so discipline me that I may grow in strength and endurance and may receive the crown of life from your hand. Shine forth with such beauty that I may willingly accept even your necessary correction of me, that I may value above all your eternal realm and its righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Psalm 119 verses 1 through 8. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous ordinances, I'll observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. From the book of Judges, chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. Then the men of Ephron were summoned, and they crossed to Zephon and said to Jephthah, Why did you cross over to fight against the sons of Ammon without calling us to go with you? We will burn your house down on you. Jephthah said to them, I and my people were at great strife with the sons of Ammon. When I called you, you did not deliver me from their land. When I saw that you would not deliver me, I took my life in my hands and crossed over against the sons of Ammon, and the Lord gave them into my hand. Why then, if you come up to me this day to fight against me? Then Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead and fought Ephraim, and the men of Gilead defeated Ephraim, because they said, You are a fugitive of Ephraim, O Gileadites, in the midst of Ephraim, in the midst of Manasseh. The Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan opposite Ephraim. And it happened when any of the fugitives of Ephraim said, Let me cross over, the men of Gilead would say to him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, then they would say to him, Say now, Shibboleth. But he said, Sibboleth, for he could not pronounce it correctly. Then they seized him and slew him at the fords of the Jordan. Thus there fell at that time forty two thousand of Ephraim. Jephra judged Israel six years. Jephthah the Gileadite died, and was buried in one of the cities of Gilead. From the book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 12 through 26. At the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were taken place among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. But none of the rest dared to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem, And all the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their numbers, to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also, the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. But the high priest rose up along with his associates that is, the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison, and taking them out, he said, Go, stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Upon hearing this, they entered into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. And when the high priest and his associates came, they called the council together, even all the senate of the sons of Israel and sent orders to the prison house for them to be brought. But the officers who came did not find them in the prison, and they returned and reported back, saying, We found the prison house locked quite securely, and the guards standing at the door, but when we had opened up, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them as to so what would come of this. But someone came and reported to them, the men whom you put in the prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people, that they might be stoned. From the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. Now there was a man of the Pharisees, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed, but he who practices the truth comes to light, so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup by these gifts, grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation that they may be worthy disciples. Remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. A Prayer for the Morning by Erasmus Lord Jesus Christ, you are the sun that always rises but never sets. You are the source of all life. Creating and sustaining every living thing, you are the source of all food, material and spiritual, nourishing us in both body and soul. You are the light that dispels the clouds of error and doubt and goes before me every hour of the day, guiding my thoughts and actions. May I walk in your light, be sustained in your mercy and be warmed in your love. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, current ecumenical text. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.